So here we are again, episode three of the Potainer Podcast. Um, for today's topic, we're going to be talking about kombucha. I'm still learning more and more about this every day. Got a lot of customers that are loving using our kegs for their kombucha. From what I understand, it's a fermented tea. There's some like good bacteria in there, and it's supposed to help out your tummy. Maybe you can give us like a little okay. bit more detailed breakdown of what this kombucha stuff is. So I'm going to read here. This is something I got from Wikipedia. <clears throat> so it says kombucha is any of a variety of fermented, lightly effervescent, sweetened black or green tea drinks that are commonly intended as a functional beverage for health benefits. Kombucha is produced by fermenting tea using a symbolic colony of bacteria and yeast. So, huh. and from what this is what SCOBY is. So SCOBY. We, we'll be talking about SCOBY quite a bit. It's SCOBY. It's not SCOBY Dooby Doo. <laughs> 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 what do you think it is? Zoinks. Zoinks. <laughs> so so that, that's basically what uh, I have as definition of uh, kombucha. Okay. Well, on today's episode, we actually have a special guest. We have Tammy. She runs up our marketing with Potainer, and she also does sales in the South, taking care of Texas and Colorado and neighboring states. And the reason we brought you on today is because you've actually made kombucha for a while now at home you're home brewing kombucha i was so i started home brewing kombucha probably 15 years ago okay when i used to live in texas i needed to get the scoby so i went on craigslist i found seems uh, like a fitting place to get scoby yeah. craigslist <laughs> some guy had really long dreads no no, no. it's actually a german girl she had a lot of cats uh, <laughs> i think she had one cat <laughs> and she worked at a, a local co-op supermarket so very hippie-esque and i took my glass container and i went to her apartment you know the stranger that i just met at the grocery store and she put the we would call it a mother or a mushroom and it was basically what kind of you see in the bottom, but a thick pancake layer. Okay. She peeled it off of hers. She put it in my container. She put a little bit of liquid in there, put a lid on it. I took it home, and that's how I started my batch. So distilled water, you need the tea, and then you need to give it some kind of sugar source. Okay. So they recommend back then it was just white table sugar. And, yeah, I brewed my first batch. And then... I just went from there and I was just brewing it in multiple containers. I was, you know, experimenting with different flavors. I had so much of it that I started feeding it to my coworkers because <laughs> you always make more than you can ingest. So yeah, that's where my love came from. And back then these guys were around, but there's so many new kombucha producers that have popped up and the flavors have just become more and more interesting. Right. I mean, we got this one from St. Louis, Companion Kombucha, and they've got hops in there. Yeah. Which this is cool. smells really good. Very aromatic. Yeah, I like and it. Yeah, even Andy likes it. Even Andy likes it, yeah. <laughs> um, so experimenting with flavors, what are the, so you do different teas, different sugars? No, you always, in from my brewing experience, you always brewed kind of like a plain batch, and okay. then you added your flavors afterwards. Oh, okay. So I did simple things like grated ginger, which ginger is a big popular I'm one. A fan of ginger. I do lemon, orange, anything. Sometimes you can infuse with lavender or basil or anything like that. Cool. So, there's no heating involved or there's anything? There's no like heating involved. I don't know what these guys do more on a commercial level, but at home, it's just very simple. It's just... And it's regular black tea? Black or green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. You don't have to get a certain variety? No, you just, you know, there's certain things you have to 
you can't have any metal touching it, so it's always done in glass. And then it has to breathe a little bit, so the top of your vessel, we would do like cheesecloth with, with an elastic band okay. around it. Your house smells a little bit like vinegar. That's really the only downside. What about the alcohol? Is it, is it fermenting? Is it producing alcohol? It is. It is. So the more you feed it sugar, the more it ferments, sure, so the right, higher the right. alcohol level. So typically you would only put sugar, and there's a recipe how much sugar you would put in a batch so big, mm. and then it's just... And then you know how you're going to finish out. Yeah, so it might be like 0.2% alcohol. Because okay. when we, we, we went to a kombucha con, and there they actually served the kombucha, but they also had a vodka that was made from distilling what? the alcohol from... No way. Yeah, mm. and we had martinis made, well, I don't know whether they call it martinis or not, but from the vodka with, I forget which one, it was a strawberry one or something, or...? They had a couple of kombucha cocktails, they were yeah. calling them, and they did they did a mule, which was interesting, because they used the ginger kombucha, so they made, like, a Moscow mule. Yeah. But instead of using ginger beer, they used ginger kombucha, and, yeah, they had a couple of different cocktails. Yeah. Really but, interesting. The, but generally, the you know, there are alcoholic kabuchas. So mm -hmm. I've been, I've had some of those. So generally, those would be produced with more sugar. But I, w I would think that most kabucha is so low in alcohol that it would. It's obviously classified as a a non-alcoholic product. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So truly medicinal purposes only. Yeah. Yes. Well, so is the alcohol. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the grocery stores, the ones sure. that do have the alcohol, have a little warning below, and they tend to put a different color on their caps. Oh, okay. Uh, they tend to be black. This one's black. It doesn't have any alcohol in it. But This looks like medicine. It does. The shape of the yeah. bottle. Yeah. 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 Kombucha Con was very interesting, too. They had so many different bottle types that, you know, big ones, little ones, different colors. Sure. Just, yeah. Yeah. So in front of us, we've got packaged kombucha in bottles. What we wanted to talk about today was yes, the cakes. why people are loving using our potato okay. kegs to package their kombucha. Okay, so if you go to a lot of Whole Foods type places, those sort of health supermarkets places, a lot of these people will have growler stations where, you know, a growler is just basically a jug. Yes, Generally, you know, a gallon, a gallon half a gallon, yeah. quarter gallon even. And you go there and you can pour the kombucha of your choice. We're finding with kombucha, it's a very much a craft thing. And, and with them, of course, they're, they are very sort of environmentally friendly. So they like sure. the idea of you reusing your glassware, going, filling up. Recyclable uh, keg. Recyclable keg yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. so we've been dealing with kombucha companies for like four years or so, maybe longer. And a lot of them started off using steel kegs. Corny kegs, but also steel kegs. And the issue for them is, as it was with a lot of microbrewers, is they don't have the equipment to wash and sterilize the kegs. Remember, we're putting bacteria Super into, funky yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, and also the, the, the distribution and the cost, of course, of buying that equipment and kegs. But one thing we also found, and it's interesting when we did the kombucha and I did a lecture there and there was someone there before me who was talking about regular kegs and things and we found this too. SCOBY basically, because it's in the product, it, it sort of, after a time, if you leave it in there, almost like crystallizes hmm. and it becomes almost like concrete. And I went to one kombucha manufacturer in Portland who now uses our kegs and they were trying to wash them and the guy said, I can't even open the valve because after a time it just builds up and just clogs up mm. just like calcium would would clog up in a pipe after a period of time so 
this really was, it's a no-brainer. For, for any product, it's really a no-brainer. You don't, to, to clean that stuff out, you know, you don't know if you send a keg out and you wait for six months for it to come sure. out, it's sitting in the hot weather. Right, right, right. You're never going to be able to use that keg. And if you could, you're really going to wash the, you know, wash it like you wouldn't believe. So with our keg, it's a one-way keg. It's ready to fill. So they don't have to buy any equipment or so forth. Just basically, if they want to fill manually, like a lot of them are, it's about mm -hmm. 150 bucks to buy a coupler that's been modified. And they could get into the business straight away. So clean fill every time. So really, out of all the products that Patina is involved with, and we're getting more involved with lots of other stuff yeah, right, as well, all the, time. all the time, is that uh, really, for kombucha, it really is the product to use. It, it, yeah. You know, and it's, what, it's fully recyclable as well, which is good for them. And What's interesting to me, I just learned, I didn't realize that it turned into that stone. Because we always talk about keg losses with breweries. With beer stone and so forth. Beer stone yeah. or even just people not returning them. Exactly. But even if they return them to you, it's almost like you, you can't use it again. Exactly. So that's really interesting. Yeah. We're actually tasting some kombuchas today. What one are you sipping on? Now I'm drinking the lavender. The lavender. So really talking like. about putting flavors in mm -hmm. after it's all done. You have uh, rosé all day or something? Rosé all day, yeah. yeah. This one here. Oh, you're doing the medicine one. Yeah, yeah. Lovely okay, rose. yeah. I got the hop one, the, the guys in St. Louis companion kombucha. What about They're funky. I mean, I feel like at least I'm doing something good for myself. I guess I would, I would rather have the hard ones. You feel uh, healthier than you did. <laughs> I do feel a little bit yeah. healthier today, yeah. yeah. He, he had buffalo, buffalo wings for lunch. So, so just helping him out. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is, that's how you counteract it. Balancing um, it out. Pink Lady Basil. Okay, I'll Sounds try that delicious. one next. But I think we're going to wrap this up for episode three, Potato Podcast. Andy Brewer, our technical director. Tammy, marketing, sales, and yours truly, Dave Tennis. Thanks for tuning in again. Cheers. And we'll keep bringing these out to you guys. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.